Welcome back to Are You There, Love? The book-based relationship podcast where books are the guiding light in the dark tunnel that is our love lives. I'm your host, Izzy, and I'm so excited to be back in action recording episodes for the podcast and talking about talking about my favorite books that I've read finally after, I think it's been a year hiatus or something. I mean, not on social media, but in terms of like editing and recording episodes. Um, as I said in um, previous teaser trailers, Danny is just taking a step back for this season, but she'll be back in action hopefully soon. But in the meantime, I have a very special guest, and I think it's our first guest host, and I couldn't think of anyone better, but my friend Amy Zhang. Welcome, Amy. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. I love your podcast, and I just, oh, I love Izzy, so it's, it's great. It's you. a good time. So Amy, why don't you introduce yourself for the people out there who may not know you? Um, yeah, so I'm currently a doctoral student. I'm studying epidemiology and doing HIV research. But outside of like school, academic pursuits, I really watch a whole lot of TV and read a whole lot of books. Probably way too much, but I argue, is there really ever such a thing? Probably not. Probably not. Um, but it's great Absolutely for my stress not. relief. Yep, it's great. Um yeah um I'm really excited to be here I think it'll be great oh my god I'm so excited and we go back a long time kind of not as far as me and Danielle but we met doing our master's of public health at BU yay is it B like boo put like how do you say like no, B? I say B-U-S-P-H I say the letters did you just try and sound it out I did because I heard some what? people called it like bush no. like like no. is it no. do you just do b-u-s-b-h no 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 just no okay. if you if you guys were seeing my face right now it would be full of judgment and she, she judges me a lot but it's fine that's how we met okay well when you say things like bus uh, i think that requires some judgment i just i would like to point that out okay you fair know? enough okay b-u-s-b-h which is boston university school of public health we both did our master's but Amy always has to one-up me and she's doing her PH, PhD because mm-hmm. she's brilliant whatever not really um, that brilliant but I appreciate it yeah we met undergrad when we first started the program and then when we became full-time grad students, I remember I remember that day so clearly because I walked into like Zeming's class and that was the first class I ever had and you were sitting there I was like oh my god I know somebody I know somebody I know I was so excited being like oh my god I know somebody and then I was like internally I was like don't get too excited you don't actually know her that well what if she ends up hating you and then it's fine and it worked out <laughs> and then I did end up hating you oh okay I'm so sorry then why are we at this point in our lives where I'm on your podcast because through our relationship we learned we literally both love reading and we both have read the same exact it's so like when I say we've read the same exact books it's like every time we text each other like have you read this book we're like yes it's 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 crazy it's good it's a good time it's Mm -hmm. a good time it can't be beat yeah so that's why you're here because you've read the same amount of horny ass books that I've read (laughs) um but actually the book that we're talking today is not as steamy as some of the other books that we've read oh no I would say it's very very tame it's definitely a young adult novel in in that regard so can't hope for too much on that level but I think that's perfectly fine yeah so the book that we're talking about well books I should say is the read of the summer it's been brought back to life revamped because of Amazon 
Well, I mean, yeah, Amazon, but like the reason. Well, not woo at the Amazon, sorry. Woo for the author. So we are discussing today the Summer I Turned Pretty series. Woo! It's so good. Oh, and the author, she's great. Deserves all of this. Yeah, I think it was to all the boys was the first book me and Mm -hmm. Danny covered on the podcast. So it's great to like have this come back around as another first uh, episode. Um, so essentially the summer I turned pretty series is actually Johnny Hunt's first series I believe it's three books I um, don't remember all the titles it's the summer I turned pretty um, it's not summer without you and then I didn't read I don't remember you didn't that. read the last one um, okay I have a oh wait I, yes okay. I think we talked about this and every time I remember being absolutely flabbergasted we will discuss exactly. this later it was um it's the summer I turned pretty it's not summer without you and then we only have this we only have summer yes that's the last one yes no it's we'll always have we'll, summer. we'll always have summer so these books take place um at a place called well it's kind of goes back between between like the east coast like Boston and I think I think Cousins Beach is supposed to be in like North Carolina or something like that oh, or the Cape okay. I don't know okay I was gonna say I thought Cousins Beach was supposed to be like Hampton vibes but I could be wrong because like their dad is rich yeah so uh, like it's either the Cape or I feel like Hamptons yeah somewhere out, some far. beach destination on the east coast yeah. um it follows the main character Belly who is this young woman in her teens trying to like navigate her love life yeah just those normal teenage things in life where you're like do I like you do I even like myself who am I yeah she's navigating yeah navigating all those big questions uh especially her feelings between like family friends uh the two boys in that family is Conrad and Jeremiah and there's always been like a will they won't they I love you unrequited love crushes first loves first kisses like relationship between them and it kind of the series kind of takes you through that journey of like who Belly is and who she ends up loving so it's a great series I really enjoyed it and I read it this year well at least I've read most of it this year um in preparation for the Amazon was it series. like your first time reading it or yes it was my first I oh, hadn't read it when it okay. came out because and I know it came out like I think early 2000s yeah I think it was like 2009 2010 because I read it in like middle school early high school so like and then I reread it again like in college so like mm-hmm. I had two very different like Uh, like brain processes even then I still like had this had similar like I think feelings and thoughts about the ending most of these romance books I've actually like Jenny Han I read like in college or now like Sarah Dessen like all those like typical YA authors I've like read as uh more of an adult which is oh that's very interesting interesting. Yeah, yeah I feel like that's gotta be really interesting because like I don't know. I feel like Sarah Dessen, her writing, very mature. The relationship style endings are very mature. So when I was a young adult like, reading them, I was just like, oh, this is cute. But then like when I would go back and read them in college, I was like, yes, this is what we want. You know, yes. the, angst, the angst was already there in Sarah Dessen. And yeah. Jenny Han, like the, I think the more mature themes, especially with um, this book, like grappling with death and grief. Yeah, I think this was definitely a more mature series. So like I got more out of that part than the romance part when I reread it as an uh, mm-hmm. I yeah I think as a, also as an adult I feel like I was looking for more Belly's journey and then versus 
if I had read it when I was like in middle school or something, I would have definitely been like, who is she going to pick rather than focusing on like how Belly develops as a character. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I agree with that, those thoughts, because I definitely have those. (laughs) So we're going to do a little new section that we're going to continue throughout the you know, the season we're going to, and we do this on Instagram, our reviews and roasts. So we're just going to say kind of like what we like about the book and what we would, what I roast about the books, I guess, and what you, Amy, roast about the books. Um, So what I like about the series in particular, um, it, and even in Jenny Han's other books that this, like Belly speaks to the archetype that we talk about on the podcast, like kind of this best friend in a rom-com trope. She's not the main character in her story yet. And she knows what it's like to feel invisible and unattractive. And that's what I kind of like about Belly and her character. And what I like about the series more than like the romance aspect of it is this, like I really felt, if maybe if I had read this in middle school, I would have felt like very attached to this book because like Belly just like in the beginning of the book, she just doesn't feel attractive or comfortable in her own skin. She feels like invisible. She feels like, you know, no other person will find her desirable, which is very much how we started this podcast. Uh, So that was one of the other, like one of the main things that I really liked about the book. The other thing that I liked about the book was the relationship between Susanna, which is, who is Conrad and Jeremiah's mother and Laurel who is Belly and Stephen's mother like their female relationship is always important and I think this was the strongest pairing like they were been friends for life and kind of grew up together and had kids together and just have created this beautiful relationship throughout their lives and you can see it their relationship be more important than the relationship of between their like partners which is mm, chef's kiss (laughs) Yeah, I definitely agree with all of those points, especially that first one where like Belly isn't doesn't really feel like she's like the main person in her life and that she's kind of just following. And I think like all of us, regardless of where we are, have definitely felt that regardless of the age or anything like that, because like even now, like in school, like I'll feel that sometimes and it's just very, very disorienting. But like definitely that like best friend in a rom-com trip, I think it's super I think it's also just, a, it always just gets me. It's just, it's always a good like what archetype of journey. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it's just like, I think like when people describe love and like all of those other things, it's very much like they were my best friend and then they became more. And like this idea that like your relationship should be a foundation based in friendship before it goes to other things mm-hmm. I think um really helps frame this idea like of the best friend mm-hmm. in rom-com trip and how good it is I don't know I think that's just like one of my personal takes on like I think love and like how like you can find really strong love in like your friendships and like um, even if it's not necessarily like romantic love and I think that really is gets highlighted not just with Belly and her journey, but also, mm-hmm. as you said, with Susanna and Laurel. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the other things I really liked was just Laurel and Conrad and their mm-hmm. relationship and how mm-hmm. it develops. I think it's it's sometimes like undervalued. I think like, especially as a young adult, if you're reading the series, this relationship that Laurel and Conrad have. But I think like after Susanna dies, it's not like Laurel's taking over, but she provides a sort of support to Conrad that I think he was kind of missing even with Susanna there. And so I think it was just something really sweet and and very wholesome. Yeah. And that kind of talking briefly about the Amazon adoption series, I think Conrad and Laurel scenes, but I haven't 
oh, I'm really bad. I haven't seen the whole thing, but I have seen like the Laurel and Conrad scenes and they've been very strong. And that relationship's kind of like, like an aunt godmother. Yeah. And I think it's like super underrated in the book, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I just, I just thought it was, it's, it's like obviously more apparent once Susanna dies. Right. Because like, that's <laughs> one of the things like, no, like no offense to the world, but like <laughs> it like develops more now that like Conrad's even more lost because his mother has mm-hmm. died. Yeah. And going into the unfortunate death of Susanna from breast cancer, which is kind of weird since I now work in the BRCA breast cancer world. Um, go science. I know, go science, go cancer research. Um, Susanna's death was like one of the things I just, I hated because, I don't know if I hated it because I hated that like a female character has to die for like die for the narration to yeah so like that that was my issue like mm-hmm. I can't tell if it's like she had it had to be a female character who died but then again like Suzanne and Laurel's relationship and all of that would not have worked if it was yeah not Susanna who died or maybe I just I think Susanna was my is my favorite character of the series mm-hmm. so okay. I I was just also upset that one of my favorite characters had died yeah it's sad um and then another thing that I would kind of roast about the series actually comes from Susanna as well as kind of in the beginning of the series like kind of the intro states that uh, Susanna had always said one of her boys was always fated for belly and I think it can be viewed as like a romantic thing like oh like the best friends to lovers thing but then it also has like a weird it always just sat weirdly with me kind of oh, her life has always been fated to the attachment of a boy, like not her own individual development. Like, oh, regardless of like where you go in life, you're always going to end up married or attached to like a guy. And I just felt that Belly had took that sentiment and like really like guided her life with that. And I thought that kind of hindered a lot of development that she could have had outside relationships even with the one boy that we saw um what's I forgot his name the first date she went yeah, on yeah I forget his name too uh, not um, important I guess not important but I do think that's really exemplified in like the second book too right when yeah. like they break up and like Belly and her friends her fr- Belly's friends are like move on like find yeah. other people and she's still like super super like into this idea of like a fisher boys for me like I can't look elsewhere uh yeah I, I definitely agree I think it hindered some of her growth but I like in some ways I think like she wouldn't be belly if she wasn't like that you know mm-hmm. but I but I do agree with that sort of like she really took it yeah. to like this one end um instead of trying to find this middle but like you know you're young you're trying yeah but that also leads to like a lot of the tension between yeah like Belly and the Fisher boys and even Stephen I thought um what you had said um do you want to share your roast oh yeah um so like one of the things that I definitely like had wished we saw a bit more especially when I like read it as like more of an adult than like as a teenager was this real the lack of development that we really saw or just appearance of Belly and Stephen's relationship Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know I just felt like it was really shallowly written at some times and then like it comes out of nowhere where Steven's just like uh like it'll I'll, I'll always choose you over the Fisher brothers belly like you're yeah. my sister and like I really think that's a very cute sentiment but I was also like as like a series of development and like character development it was like 
I have, I felt like belly like kind kind of came out of left field and it was very mm-hmm. surprising but I guess like that is part of what their relationship is meant to be like this sort of they're never really certain with each other until they become full-blown adults but yeah. I don't know I think like I think in some ways like we're we missed out a little bit on this yeah. relationship that belly and Stephen like could have had or like mm-hmm. could have slowly developed over time if it yeah. wasn't as like focused on like the Fisher boys and like saving the house and like mm-hmm. all these other things you know yes. but like it is yeah. what it is um, it is what it yeah. is so what is your other grievance or roast with this book? oh oh my god okay so definitely did not cash this as a teenager because you know I'm a dumb teenager when I'm like 14 um, <laughs> you're now not I'm dumb like, you were just unaware and you've developed and had experiences and grown to this full-fledged PhD student okay all right let's <laughs> wait I, I don't think we need to go that far but um like I, I don't know if like I definitely like when this was published different times different vibes and I highly doubt that she would do this again yeah yeah exactly not that like that's an excuse obviously but it's an understanding it's an an understanding but like for context of like how this got written is essentially what it's what I'm trying to say Mm -hmm. um is that there's definitely some slut shaming going on with the whole cheating thing definitely not a vibe because like obviously we don't support cheating it's very bad you know that as your female friendships, you'll like shit on other people to like make, to help your friend feel better about themselves. It's still not something that we should do by calling them a slut and all of these like other, like the sorority slut and like all of those things. Like we should definitely move past that. Like the, the, that's just not like healthy and or good to sort of keep going with with that sort of narrative and obviously like now that we're older we don't do that but like I think like when you're a teenager and you're reading these books and like and like you're developing your sense of self and how you relate to your friends like I think these books can provide like important I don't know like aspects of information and like of course and like how you like bond with people like obviously like I don't know for me books were a really helpful way of just like figuring Mm -hmm. out how I relate to other people and interact with the world and so you know we just got to be more mindful of that in the future um but yeah, yeah not not my favorite moment especially as looking back on it as like an adult versus Mm -hmm. if you were to ask like 14 year old me I'd just be like it would I like I don't think it would have even registered in my mind as like of like a like slut shaming is bad and all this other stuff yeah and I think kind of there's not just like the slut shaming like the female aspect I think Conrad gets slut shamed a little bit Mm -hmm. by Bally and I think what was also unsuccessful in this book was just Belly's development with like other female relationships. Like there was yeah, Taylor, but like that relationship would just didn't seem toxic. great. Yeah, it, it was, seemed toxic. It was so and like Taylor was kind of like shaming Belly. There's a lot of like shaming in Belly's female or like other relationships, which I was kind of disappointed by now that you yeah. talked to this point, which is great because I would have never like really picked up on that if you didn't have brought it up. But like yeah, that's why I, I like know that's why I had preferred the relationship between Suzanne and Laurel because it just seems like a great relationship and I just wish Belly had that and she doesn't really have that like Taylor I think Taylor and Belly are like trying to have that but I think like I don't know like some just like, too obsessed the way, with the Fisher boys to, yeah like, like the way they treat each other is not healthy like the way they yeah. treat each other is just not healthy mm-hmm. and like I don't know 
and, and like part of me is like would taylor and billy have even been friends if it wasn't because of proximity and like no i don't like, yeah, i think i, I don't think, think so. she could have made better friends than that if yeah. <sighs> whatever i don't know so like it's like hard because it's like you have this beautiful like uh supportive relationship between Susanna and laurel of like this is what like everybody wants right like mm-hmm. and why doesn't belly like, want that if i was yeah. belly i'd be like wow my mom has this great friend i want to have and i guess maybe jeremiah was supposed to be that for her in the beginning i think so i definitely would argue that jeremiah and belly sort of had that in the beginning before they started dating and then before jeremiah cheated and just like all this is <laughs> all of this drama i think like maybe she doesn't Maybe, I don't know, obviously, because Belly's a fictional character. We don't know, like, past what, what's been written. But I feel like maybe her Belly doesn't register in her mind that, like, she needs a female relationship. And, like, that's totally fine. Like, I, like you do you, man. Like, you, if you don't need female friends or feel like you really want female friends or things like that, that's also totally okay. But I feel like she was kind of looking for it, especially yeah, she in college. Was. She definitely like, was. I feel like she was. And so, like... I think the fact that she never really got there, at least in terms of what we saw, was mm-hmm. a little bit sad. But like, I hope maybe post that. Yeah, she did. I'm assuming post epilogue, given like, given the ending, that she might have had it. But I don't know; could be wrong. Um, I hope so. Yeah. I really I hope, hope so. I mean, yeah, I think I she hope. needs her independent. She never. What I also had mentioned, like, she never really developed a. a an independent sense of identity it was always relational to her family or the Fisher boys. And I feel like maybe that's what we saw between like the ending of the series and the epilogue was this like de- independent. Cause it said like she had traveled and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I, and so I, feel like, I feel like it did get developed, but I wish we got to see it more rather yeah. than it just being said like, Oh look, Elusively. she like did all these travels and she did all these super cool things. I want to like, see you know, that's the book that I want to read. Like he jealous about hello. Yeah. That's what I want to read. Jenny Han, if you ever do a revamp, I think you need to do belly as like she travels. Well, I wanted to see her hook up with like different guys, you know, have relationships, make great female relationships, even though you, she may not want it. I think I really think that, female relationships are like the best quality so I definitely recommend that but I just want I just want more belly and I just want more who belly is rather than who she is falling in love with oriented around a boy yeah yeah I mean (laughs) okay so speaking of boys I think it would be wrong of us to talk about this book without talking about the boys I know we've like literally been a little bit hypocritical just being like oh we want belly without the boys so let's talk about the boys and <laughs> by the boys I mean Jeremiah and Conrad Fisher obviously and we, we have strong opinion we individually have strong opinions on each boy I'm team Jeremiah boo you're team Conrad but I'm not booing obviously. you because I'm a nice person and I don't okay I, uh, all right okay you're a nice person all right we'll, we'll table that come that point for it and this is the most con- I, this is one of the more more contentious arguments that we've had over a book uh, it's just my inherent love for Jeremiah and like I'm honestly so disappointed in it Let's talk about Jer- let's talk about Jeremiah and Conrad as brothers. I think their brother relationship was actually something that I did in- a little bit enjoy seeing, even though I thought Wait, Conrad you did was or like you a- did not. I did enjoy it, oh, okay. but I thought Conrad was like an asshole. <laughs> he was an a- he was an asshole. He was acting out. Understandably, why his mom was sick and died like that 
was understandable. Yeah. An understandable That's behavior. a reaction to grief. So yeah. I feel like, I mean, obviously you need to then apologize for your reactions, which he totally did. He so did. I think he did, but then like, this is maybe where I differ and I'm going to try to explain my perspective a little bit. Um, I, one, I always go for the underdog love interest. That's always been me, but I just have this. And I think people overlook this, that Conrad at the end of the first book, Conrad had gone off to Brown to study and he didn't really want to, but that's what he did because he, no, his like mom wanted him to go to college. And then Jeremiah was the one at home really 24 seven with Susanna taking, I don't know if he was necessarily a caretaker, but he was definitely living more of the end of her illness to her death. And I think Jeremiah was in that situation and people kind of overlook the trauma that comes from like seeing a parent die. And I think Conrad didn't have it easier, but had it different because he was more removed from the situation being away at college. He wasn't seeing the day to day. I think Jeremiah had it hard because he saw the day-to-day toll that Susanna dying had. And I just think people overlook that in his character and how strong you need to be as like a person to kind of deal with that. And Jeremiah has always been the more compassionate of the Fisher boys. And so I think that kind of not excusing any of Jeremiah's bad behavior, even though it's just cheating. Um, I think that we just need to take that nugget into consideration how compassionate and caring Jeremiah is. And I think that says a lot about him. And I feel like, I don't know, I just wanted to like insert that as like a plus in the Jeremiah category. But I still feel like you can be all of that and still like do very bad things and like not yeah. feel like- re- How like, bad is I- cheating? Is he? I mean, I've never bad. been cheated. I've never been cheated on. So it's like I don't know. I can I can I can promise you cheating is bad. It's not good. It's not it's not good. I think cheating is bad, but I think there is also should be room for forgiveness and working through the issues. I mean, Bally and Jeremiah obviously couldn't, but I think yes, cheating is bad, but can you be redeemed from that? You know, I think from a relationship perspective, at least for me, like you you can't like it's it's very hard to move from that perspective also like he like tried to hide it yeah that was that was shit but like I'm sorry like yeah. you can be as compassionate as all you want but then you go and lie about this shit like uh, no sorry I don't know if you can swear I'm oh sorry. you can definitely swear um, please swear <laughs> but like yeah be all compassionate as you want to your freaking mother but then you go and lie to your fucking girlfriend when you're like oh my god mommy I love issues I love the love guy, my mommy issues sorry like I know everybody has mommy issues Conrad has mommy issues both the Fisher boys have mommy issues oh yeah and daddy issues well Conrad has more daddy issues I feel like Jeremiah doesn't have as many daddy issues but Conrad has daddy issues I mean yeah I think both the Fisher boys definitely have problems like and they should see a therapist I mean everybody should see a therapist regardless of whether or not you have problems Mm -hmm. uh plug for mental health but um but um I don't know. I just like, it's not just that he's a cheater. It's that he tried to hide it and tried to Mm -hmm. pretend that like nothing happened and like tries to gaslight belly into being like, there's nothing like going on, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you can be a compassionate person to your mother, but like how you treat other people, like, it's not just how you treat a dying person because everybody's going to treat a dying person theoretically well and hopefully you're a true garbage of a human being. But like, 
how you treat other people outside of these extreme situations is I think a lot more telling about who you are as a person in your day-to-day life than like this one really extreme situation where your parent is dying and like obviously that's not to dismiss or denigrate like that situation because that is obviously very terrible and very traumatic and very difficult emotionally physically and everything but I still think it says a lot about Jeremiah and who he is about being a cheater about lying and like also just like in general he can be very childish sometimes yeah Um, I will give you that it's useful useful all right okay well we can we can label that as useful Useful. I think it's just really sad for me because Jeremiah in the first book was like a plus like I was like why didn't you choose Jeremiah yeah in the the first book like he he was was, like a really he was a trooper he was great he was compassionate he was going through the same thing that Conrad was going but he wasn't like he was taking care of I mean everybody has different reactions so like you can't judge that per se saying like Jeremiah like had a better reaction than Conrad did like I I don't really think that's fair of us to say that Mm -hmm. But I, I do understand, like, why you feel that way, especially given, like, how he was in the first book. But I feel like that kind of just gets overshadowed by overshadowed by all of these things that happen. And also just, like, the way the Fisher brothers, like, blow up at each other. I'm just, like, it's kind of, it's really, it's so sad. It's really yeah. sad, Izzy. Like, it's, like, it's, like, one of the saddest for me, it's one of the saddest things about this book because it's like, Susanna is like, you boys only will have each other. Like, you yeah, need to they support can't, each other. They like, can't rely on their father. Yeah, and like, and then they like, and then it really blows up. I mean, Conrad's reaction to finding out Jeremiah cheated, totally valid because like, Conrad was like, I gave up. I I stepped back. I said no. But how and not? I, I knew hated, I I hated be- that. Because it was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm giving up the girl. Like, like a woman is a piece of property. Like, oh, I'm giving up the girl. You can like go take care of her. I don't think, I don't think of it as property. I think of it as Conrad finally having some emotional maturity, being like, I can't be what she needs. So like, I'm just going to take myself out of this equation. Because like, obviously, Belly is just going to be like, no offense to Belly, but she's, yeah. she's like Conrad, Conrad, Conrad. And like, I don't know, I think she'll, she at that point in her life, she definitely had some blinders on about like, what conrad could like do for her as a you know like because like relationships are not just about like what someone like can do for you but it's about what you can do for that person and like if like one of your if your partner realizes that they can't be what you need like i think that speaks to a lot of emotional maturity and sense of self-awareness and so like that's why he steps away but i don't think it's necessary like oh and now jeremiah you can go have her right it's just like a I can't be what she needs and like I I I can't expect her to like wait for me on this. So like I'm going to just remove myself from this equation. Obviously, totally get the perspective of property thing because like I, mean, I think it's like, also that's valid. Yeah, I mean it's also in the context of like that Belly's always been like tied to these boys and like her identity is surrounding them. And I think that's mm-hmm. what that's the context that I had put it in. Like, I don't know. I I because, like, I know that Belly's identity is really wrapped up in that. And I know that to some degree, the Fisher boys have that sort of mentality as well. But I think it's less intense mm-hmm. for them in some ways. Obviously not in other ways, but in some ways it is. Um, which is why I didn't necessarily think of it that way. Yeah, I don't know. I just, like, also, even in the first book, I don't understand. 
understood why Belly was crushing on Conrad. He didn't have much of a personality, I felt. Because it's he's cool and mysterious and older. Come on, Izzy, get it together. Put on your fortune. Is that a reason brain. to be Team Conrad, though? Just because he was an older, mysterious boy who, like. Okay, I'm not Team Conrad for that reason only. So okay? why are you Team Conrad? Team- I'm just very curious. Okay. You, you know I love a smart boy. You know I do. Okay, um, yeah, Brown. Okay, whatever. Okay, but <laughs> like <PhD>. also... <laughs> but also, I think he had... Conrad has really, really sweet moments, too. And, okay. and like... And, like, yes, he's an asshole, but I think l- later in the later half of the... Especially in the last book, I think, like, you can... You actually get a lot of insight into what Belly and Conrad's relationship was like and I thought it was actually really really sweet between like the letters and like that infinity necklace and just you know those things that they talk about I think it really highlights their relationship is is not just physical which I think Belly and Jeremiah's was quite a bit mm-hmm. more um but it was also like this idea of like there's this emotional depth that I think Jeremiah and Belly didn't have just based yeah. on like the letters that they exchanged and I think intuitive. yeah and I think that's why I'm team Conrad uh more than team Jeremiah regardless like I think even if the cheating thing didn't really happen I think it would have definitely been a little sad if Conrad and Belly didn't end up together just because I think those letters that they exchanged and what they wrote it showed a lot of emotional depth in in the in terms of what the two like talked about and like how they thought of each other and I think I think that's missing in a lot of books, right? Like there's a mm-hmm. lot of this physical chemistry, this like, oh my instant God, it's so love. attractive, like instant love. But I think this idea of a love that grows because they share these emotional emotional conversations with each other is far more, not not necessarily far more valid, but what I think it's like really important. And I think like for Belly, like like for me, I want that. So that's why mm-hmm. I'm like for Belly, I think like she, she, she should want that and she should deserve that, right? Because she doesn't, she doesn't have, a lot of emotional depth in her in a lot of her other relationships so I think like mm-hmm. um yeah I don't know like that that emotional depth was yeah. really there and not really there with Jeremiah and Belly which is why I was also like okay and he's a cheater he's out Bye. <laughs> okay I can I can see that perspective I think ultimately that Jeremiah joins this like second squad, second choice squad that I've been developing throughout the podcast, including John Ambrose McLaren. Oh my um, John Ambrose McLaren, justice for him. I know. But I and feel like only justice for him if he's Jordan Fisher. Yes, Jordan Fisher. Like mm, I just, good. I really couldn't care less if it was anybody else. No. True. Um, and I just want to make one last point is that Lizzo is also team Jeremiah. If you check her TikTok, which I follow religiously, she's team Jeremiah. So, I mean... Okay, but does she know that he's a cheater yet? Like, I feel like a lot of people were team Jeremiah without realizing that later down the line, he's yeah. going to cheat. They don't have the full story. You know what I'm saying? We'll like, see. We'll see. I'll keep like, you updated once on the season two, Once season two, maybe season three, like, gets like gets made. Like, I feel like a lot of people might change, you know? Because, mm-hmm. I, like, honestly, I agree. Conrad is a jackass in the first book. He, I think he's, he's supposed asshole. to be. That's what I love about I mean, Jeremy yeah, Han. he's supposed to be. Like, that's that his character characters. development. Yeah. yeah, that's his character development. I think maybe Jeremiah... Jeremiah's character development went from this sweet, wonderful boy to a cheater. So, like, yeah. how do you... Like, it's really hard to get redemption from that. Especially when you're, like... When your emotional investment is also in Belly as a human being. 
I'm sorry. sorry. (laughs) I love your passion. I love your passion. I think ultimately, you know, whatever Jeremiah Conrad train we're on, we ultimately just need to be team belly. You know, we also just got to support our lead. So. I mean, obviously, because like you just want, I feel like with any book you read, especially a rom-com book for like, just like, I don't know, from my perspective, I just want the main character whoever they are to be like their best selves and yeah know. yeah I don't think Belly was her best self about this book I think her best self we had yet to see and I really that's what I was disappointed with like but like I think okay so here's the thing I know you didn't read the last book which is why I, think I read like there's... I read like the first like chunk of the last book up until Jeremiah cheated and then and I then read like the epilogue but I feel <laughs> like I feel like you miss a little bit of because there is a little bit of her best self development in those letters that she writes while she's traveling the world I think like you can kind of get a sense for who she is as her best self in those moments which is why I feel like I'm not as contentious (laughs) yeah I think I'm not as like oh my god we didn't get a lot of it and like Mm. like I think we do like I get I think we get like just a taste enough to really get a sense of how she develops as a person and how Mm -hmm. she becomes really confident in who she is and like you have that and then you read the epilogue I think like for me it was it was a really I thought it was a really satisfying like thing and like and you can tell like Jeremiah and Conrad sort of like make amends and in that mm-hmm. epilogue as well and I mm-hmm. know so maybe I'll just go back and read it and then have to do another episode because like, my perspective will totally change we'll see we'll see I just also <laughs> only read the fir- well part of the reason I only read the first two books is that when I read the first two books because I only had bought the, the two books secondhand and I had those two books on my shelf so I was like okay let me mm-hmm. read them and then I was trying to find the third book but everywhere in the library it was being taken out out? yeah checked out and then when I called the bookstores I didn't have the copies in store and so I was just frustrated at that point and so I tried to conspire so I literally read the like the preview on like Kindle like the Amazon preview um and then I like searched the epilogue and I found that but yeah I just like couldn't find the book anyway and I was like too pent up to like I think you need to I think you need to read that third book because like for me that third book especially that second half I think for me it like really it's what solidified me as Mm -hmm. like not just team Conrad but also like yes Belly has grown as a person she Mm -hmm. she she like she knows more about what she wants and that's why I was like this ending this epilogue ending also is good okay I will yeah go back and text you and then you're gonna be like I was right blah, blah, blah. except except I'll be real except maybe you will be stubborn enough that you won't change probably I'm very like, stubborn. that could totally happen <laughs> I'm very stubborn okay so wrapping up this wonderful episode uh I'll let you go first as the guest what is your takeaway what are you going to take away to the universe about this book incorporate to your life like what what is your takeaway I think it's back to that emotional depth, emotional connection, and also just like this idea of like what a good female relationship is between Susanna Mm -hmm. and Laurel. I think those are like really the two big things that I like kind of took away with. And also just this idea of like in hard times, they like really band together, like the house, Mm -hmm. the Cousins Beach house, they like, they put aside all of their shit and was just like, we are going to save this house. This is, this is what we're going to do. And so I think it's, 
just I think it kind of really shows that despite all the other noise and all the other drama that's going on in their lives, they can still rally and band together for things mm-hmm. that matter, which I feel like tells you a lot about their future and like in the epilogue, they're going to be okay. Jeremiah mm-hmm. and Conrad are, are okay. Yeah. You know, so I think those little things probably not as like deep or meaningful in terms of how it relates to life but like no I think it I don't know. is I think it's I think it's helpful yeah and the idea of like things are hard but like you can still like get it together <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know if you can see in the background but Luna is right oh, on the little table I'm so cute okay Luna, Luna, Luna's Izzy's cat, everyone, and her. She is. Yeah, this is the first time. So adorable. I haven't recorded an episode since I got Luna because I record. Last time we recorded was like October of 2021, and I got her November 2021. Luna so, is great. She's Luna, she's so fun. She's on Luna. she's low key crazy, which I think is honestly the best thing ever. I think Luna is like if I was a cat, I think I would be Luna. She yeah, has stinky farts. That. That's why. I'm dead. Well, thankfully, when I was casting her, she did not uh, fart. Uh, so I have no experience with her sticky no, She was very farty yesterday. Uh, yeah, because she keeps on eating the plants that I have. Like, I'll send oh. you a picture of them. Like, she literally has destroyed all the plants that I have. Why is she eating them? I, she's been chewing on everything. I don't know what about, maybe it's an anxiety thing, but she's been, she's just been chewing on everything and it's been so annoying. And I've been giving her toys and like things to chew on, but she doesn't, she just goes for the stuff that she's already destroyed and it's just so annoying, whatever. Oof. Big oof. Yeah. But anyways, I think my, <laughs> I think my takeaway, honestly, is similar to yours. I'm a big summer, well, I don't like summer, but I like kind of the escapism that comes with it being summer and like the beauty of summer. I'm definitely a fall girl, but just. Fall is nice. Yeah. I think what I liked about this book also was like, I, since I was like three, I've gone away to the beach. I've gone to, um. Martha's Vineyard like almost every year since I was three and like mm. that was just very similar to Bally's experience like going to Cousins Beach and I really related to that kind of escapism like kind of leaving everything behind kind of you know it's a great it was always been a highlight of like my summer or my years going down to the beach house and I think that is what I also loved and something that's not as talked about in this book um, but just like that escapism that comes with summer and like the connection you can feel to a place and Mm -hmm. people when you kind of like go away and like leave your messy reality behind and that's what I kind of did enjoy and did also relate to was this type of I don't know it's it's escapism type of vibe yeah I think that's fair Yeah. Well, Amy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I don't think this is going to be the last time we hear from you. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, also, because we've read so many similar books and I'm so excited because that gives me a lot of opportunities to drag you back into the podcast. Well, you know, I'm always happy to help you. So as we leave the listeners, is there a book recommendation you want to give out? You know, anything you're reading that you're really enjoying that you want people to um kind of pick up at their library the bookstore whatever um, so okay this these are this one is very different from just like our usual smutty books mm-hmm. but um I, I'm reading the bookish life of Nina Hill by Allie Waxman she also had another one it's like a sequel to this one so I actually read that one first and I actually really liked it I thought her style of writing was very very interesting it's 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 like a it's romance but it's very very light on the like 
romance piece you know mm-hmm. it's very much about character development and who the character is and, mm-hmm. and and then like romance adjacent so it's kind of like the opposite of the summer I turned pretty where it's all about the boys and how the character develops in relation to the boys uh so I think like maybe if you're feeling like oh I wish we had that like go check out Allie Waxman and her books and, and see what you feel love it yeah her chapters are kind of long though in case nobody like in case somebody doesn't like long chapters I don't like long chapters but I don't like like two page chapters like I like to get like it's 10 to 15 yeah like I mean like a 10 to 15 page chapter I think hers are a little bit on the longer side but then again I read this on my phone on the app so like yeah things get a little wonky on that so it could be wrong Mm -hmm. but you know Mm -hmm. still a good book anything else you want to promote say to the world before you sign out for this episode uh, follow, click subscribe to Are You There, Love, uh, and support my best friend, Izzy, because she's great. Oh, great. And then I think, I'm not sure when this is going to come out, but go vote, go sign up. There's a very important elections happening in Texas and Georgia, um, Pennsylvania, you know, so go do your civic duty and just learn more of the candidates and go vote. Um, also, and, on a side note, yeah. do you find that Pennsylvania is also just too long of a state, just like geographically? It's just too long. It's a very weird shape. I mean, I feel like it, it's driving simple. through it, you just like it just so it never long. ends. Like, I don't drive like, through yeah. Pennsylvania. Don't drive this way. Like, you're gonna no, die. Avoid don't it. drive horizontally through Pennsylvania. It is a rough road trip. It's it is it's honestly the most boring thing ever because everything looks the same after a certain point. There's just nothing to see. Mm. Maybe, maybe with the new, um, maybe if you vote John Fetterman, he'll change that. Maybe if you write it, <laughs> write in, write into him, follow him on TikTok. He literally destroys Dr. Oz, who's like running against him on TikTok. Oof, and it is yeah. the most hilarious thing. Also, I the love- fact that uh, he still has a doctor title Mm-mm. is crazy. False. The fact that he was a surgeon. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Really Mm-mm. bad. The fact that um, John Fetterman got Snooky from Jersey Shore to like. Uh, I didn't know like that send- Oh my God. I have to send you. It's so hilarious. He got Snooky because Dr. Oz is really from New Jersey, but he moved to Pennsylvania just to run. And oh, garbage. Um, I know. So John Fenderman like reached out to Snooky and she like was like, hey, Dr. Oz, like, I hope the new job opportunity goes well. If not, you can just move back home to Jersey. We miss you and we'll see you soon. It was so funny. Um, John Fenderman's TikTok has been, it's been popping. So TikTok I don't- TikTok game strong. Yeah, TikTok game strong. Um, yeah, so- of course, to all of our listeners, thank you so much for listening to Are You There, Love? Please subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to get notified when episodes drop. And while you are waiting for episodes to drop, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Are You There, Love, where I post stupid and silly videos, sometimes book recommendations and what I've been reading. I'm trying to be better about that. Uh, and then the next thing to say is I'll hopefully see you next episode. Bye.